This is Miller's Edge on Tide Under. This is the Miller's Edge with Christian Miller, two-time national champion and team captain for the Alabama Crimson Tide and former Carolina Panther and his father, Corey Miller, the pastor of pain, a nine-year NFL veteran with the New York Giants and University of South Carolina Hall of Famer. This is the Miller's Edge. Carolina, of course, school is out across the state. Expecting some storms and tornadoes to come through. I don't know what you're looking like down in Tuscaloosa, but be very careful if you're out there. Looking this to us in South Carolina, be careful driving. Uh, the storm is out and about all through the day, so definitely take care of yourself and each other. We got a lot to get into on the program today because we love taking your phone calls, talking to the people. 205 342 9904 is the number. If you just got a smartphone, Apple, Droid, Android, whatever you got, Cricket, I don't know, pay by pay as you go. <laughs> if it's got internet, then you can download that free app, Tide 100.9, absolutely free, don't cost you a thing to listen to us in your car, even that way, or just walk around in the office, and whatever you're doing, you can check us out on that Tide 100.9 free app. Again, we're supposed to buy a good friend at the Good Feet Store, America's art support experts, try before you buy those, see Douglas and the folks over at Midtown Village, they will take good care of you. They'll get those dogs that's barking. They'll stop barking. They're kind of like the collar that you get for your dog when they got a problem barking. You know, you got a little thing on there. They'll stop barking. Well, these, uh, <laughs> these work so good for you. And I'm telling you right now, knee pain, back pain, hip pain, it handles all of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, plantar fasciitis, it works for all of that. That's the good feature store. Try before you buy. Football as in college football. Done. Last night, final game of the year, and it is the Michigan Wolverines. That's one that they did. They ain't going to. They're hosting the trophy. They are the national champions. I got some thoughts and feelings I'll get to in a minute on that. Uh, Jim Harbaugh gets it done. Undefeated season 15 and oh, they defeat Washington 34-13. A game that was closer than the score would indicate, but nonetheless, it was a, a, a decent football game for the first half. That's all I watched because 
It was getting up under my skin. <laughs> if you're a Bama fan, you gotta feel awful today. You just have to feel terrible because you had this team by seven, about two minutes ago, four minutes ago to be exact, and they scored about mm, less than two minutes. I guess it was. You had a chance to be the national champion. That's why I kept saying a major, major opportunity lost to the Crimson Tide. But Michigan, this is champions. Your thoughts, Astrid, maybe, huh? Uh, your, your thoughts on that? We'll question that. That We will question that. I will for sure. So we'll get into some of that. And then tonight, big, big SEC showdown right there at Coleman Coliseum, the home of the Crimson Tide. My team, the South Carolina Gamecocks invade. They're coming in hot 13-1. and one. We'll take on 9-5 Crimson Tide. That game starts at 7 o'clock. I think that's Eastern time uh, that I'm looking at on the app ESPN. Uh, the Tide has a 91.2 per ESPN chance to win. I don't believe that. We'll talk about that, break it down. My good friend, Kerry Rich, I've been chatting with him. He is a special assistant to the head coach. Uh, Lamont Paris has done an outstanding job in his second year uh, at South Carolina, turning this, this basketball team around and then uh, getting them very respected. can't believe they're not ranked. Uh, but based on what they did, the, the offseason, the big wins that they've had, a big win at home against Mississippi State the other day, uh, to win their first SEC game of the year will be a big challenge tonight. So we'll get into that ball game because guard play is going to be huge. Meet you, Johnson, but the Gamecocks averaging 18.2 points per game. Mark Sears, 19.4 for the Crimson Tide. So we'll get into some of that. Love to see my home team. Wanted to be there, but weather and some other medical things, I could not make it down there. But I'm looking forward to watching this game tonight uh, on the SEC Network. Let's head down to Tuscaloosa, Justin Jones and my son, two-time national champion Christian Miller, guys. Happy Tuesday. I hope you're dry. I know I don't have hair. I know Christian got all kind of dreads and plaques and whatever you call it. I'm sure he's keeping his hair dry and curly or whatnot. <laughs> well, actually, I don't have any. I just got it naturally curly hanging out right now. But we'll have some, some new braids here soon. But... I'm surprised you didn't. There's one thing you missed on your docket. I'm surprised you didn't mention. I'm sure you just you, it slipped you because you were you were bragging about how much you've been talking about it. I'm that is, that is the news of Kevin Steele retiring, which I love how you're going on a parade about. Oh, look, man. What do you mean you love? Because I, because we've known I, I've known this for months. You've known this for a while. We just don't say it. That's what I'm like, I don't know why you're parading it around. But it, look, yeah, no, it is. It is uh, some news, definitely for Alabama football. You did say it on the show last. It's week. on the tape. It is on the tape, but again, don't act like you just prophesied. We've known for some time that that this was. Well, I don't think about prophesying. The fact that what people do, right? They break the news and all this stuff. Why we well, always say maybe we should we start doing stuff. that because it seems like no, you get a thrill out. You get a thrill out. We need to do. <laughs> we there's a safety. I always say this, and oh, Carrie's listening because we always he's been on the radio with me a lot, and one thing we always talked about. The sanctity of a locker room. I mean, everything gets out all the time. We know stuff that we can, we want to be that. We want to be the Adam Schefter of college football of Alabama or South Carolina. I could do that. You could do that. But that's not the place for us to do that. But right. but I said in a way that I knew it was going to happen. You knew it was going to happen. Matter of fact, real quick, Justin Jones, pop me up for a little bit of this, please. He just walked back in. All right. he's, oh, he's ready. Okay, well, Justin, he's, he's, he's ready. He's ready. He's ready. Pop me up. Just let the people know. Where news comes from right here on the Millage. Things have changed. And let's just be real, he's still getting on to some of the old stuff. Guys, they gotta change. 
That's why I said last night on our podcast, The Miller's Edge Extra on YouTube. Make sure you watch it. I don't believe Kevin Steele will return as the defense coordinator of Alabama. And I don't think it's going to be T-Rob because I don't think he's ready. Just saying. Uh, I mean, they have too much. I mean, there it is. We can stop rotating. <laughs> I mean. Just saying. Just saying. Justin, he's at, Justin. We've known this for well before that. that there, Justin, there's there's a ninety-five percent chance. Did you say? Was going to be did you say anything about Kevin Smith? Did I say anything about Kevin? Smith? No, no, no. Christian Miller, that is. Yeah, because loose lips sink Yeah, I was like, Christian, like, Christian dude, keeps I, it, you know, close to the chest a lot of times. I know he does. But you got to be <laughs> able to say stuff without ago. saying stuff. That's my opinion. But I always said that even before that. I was talking about this situation because this was a situation to try to help T-Rob. Because T-Rob's not ready. T-Rob don't understand the whole scheme of things with his defense. Right, T. Rob is a back end guy. He's a Nick Saban type. He's a secondary guy. Which, by the way, God knows how many busts they have. But he don't understand the front, Nick, the way Nick Saban wants to front. That's why I said I don't think it's going to be T. Rob. I'll be shocked if it is. Maybe he goes, but maybe he feels more comfortable now. Let T. Rob be the defense coordinator. I don't know. Now, he moves that South Carolina with Will Muschamp. I'm just saying, I don't know. I love T. Rod, my dude. But at the same time, is he ready for that? I'm not sure. I mean, I'm he's, not sure. he's probably about as ready as he's he's ever been, at least just given this past season. I mean, I think it's fair for us to be able to say this. I mean, there was a lot of truth to you know who was kind of more so pulling the strings behind the scene. I mean, that's why when a lot of time people were talking about you know, I man, got to give Coach Steele this credit, which again he definitely was involved for sure, but. You know, people within the program know. I mean, this is not, you know, breaking news. But, um, you know, for the majority of the season, it definitely was probably more so, you know, T-Rob having a little bit more, you know, influence on that defense in terms of that that role. But anyway, nonetheless, uh, Coach Steele is retiring. He he does, you know, qualify for what is it, like the pension or whatever, the certain amount of years you have to have. That he only needed one more. So coming back to Alabama's past year, um, and made him now eligible. So it makes sense, you know, and, um, you know, best of luck to Coach Steele in retirement. You know, I, I love Coach Steele. Just real quick, you know, he actually took over my recruitment. Um, cause originally I had, you know, um, I'm drawing a blank, man. I'm tired this morning. Uh, yeah, I, Chris Rump. Chris Rump was originally re- recruited me. He went and took the Texas defensive line job. So then Kirby and Coach Steele took over. Coach Steele being a South Carolina native, uh, he took over my recruitment. And so, I was with him in 2014, and then even when I, you know, go hang out at practices and be up at the, you know, facility, I always see him up there, and we used to chat. And um, great dude, man. He's a really, really tenured coach. I mean, he's got over 40 years experience. I mean, he's coached all around the SEC. You know, did a lot of great things. So really happy for him. And uh, you know, I'm sure he'll still be involved with football somehow. But I know he's definitely going to enjoy his retirement. And, you know, do all that fun stuff. But We'll see who Alabama goes after. Like you said, maybe T-Rob, you know, they promote within. Look, I mean, they promoted Tosh LePoy, who was my outside linebacker coach from within, who had no experience, if I remember correctly, as a coordinator. But, you know, that was the best option available at the time. At least that's what Coach Saban felt. They promoted him within, knowing that Pete Golding was there, who had the coordinating experience, could work alongside him. That's why I'm saying, like, the whole thing about, you know, T-Rob being, <clears throat> you know, more so the guy – it's nothing new. It was just like when Tosh Lapoy was 
promoted as coordinator. They wanted to keep Tosh on staff. You know, Tosh was a you know, good football coach. He definitely wasn't ready to be a coordinator at that point. You know, he is now at Oregon doing a really nice job. But at the time when he was promoted here, he was not fully ready. And Pete did a lot of the work. You know, Tosh didn't, you know, Tosh was a defensive line guy or outside linebacker guy. He didn't necessarily know the coverages as well as a guy like Pete. So Pete held him out tremendously with that. So, you know, that's how this works. That's what I always say. I mean, it's, it's almost, you know, like, you know, a, a by committee type thing here at Alabama. That's why Coach Steve mentioned Alabama's coordinator is always going to be Nick Saban. Cause I mean, in reality, that's kind of what it is. Then you've got a guy who's in charge of, you know, teaching and, you know, commanding and, and, you know, assisting alongside that. But we'll see what they go after. I mean, I'm sure they'll do an extensive search. Um, you know, I mean, it, this is nothing new for Alabama, so I don't think fans should be worried or, you know, concerned. You know, they're, they're going to fill that void. And, you know, I get, it, I'm sure it gets frustrating to seem like we have to replace coordinators every single year, but it's kind of part of it. And like I said, you know, it's something that we've done uh, pretty commonly around here. So we'll see how yeah, that goes. But, but let's just be real about it. I mean, there was people, we were going back to Lane Kiffin, who's calling the plays. He was like, you know what? T-Rod's calling the plays. And we knew that we knew all the intricacies that was happening with this defense. We knew how they was calling the plays. We knew all of that. I mean, people had their thoughts and opinions. A lot of them, most of them are wrong. But that situation, you know, there were some differences there, right? As well. I mean, so, uh, they figured it out. It is Coach Saban's defense from a structural standpoint. Wait, wait, wait hold on. They, wait, they, they figured it out. I mean, because every, I mean, dude, there's so many familiar faces within. I mean, they they have people we know. We have people. They, I mean, the, the people are just talking, and that's how that that was. Well, I'm not talking about they. No, 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 no. I'm saying, no, I'll say, I'll say, how to make things happen because when T. Rob, I'll say, a little bit more to call, and it was a little bit better than what Kevin Steele was doing early on. Sure, but what I'm saying was Lane made it seem like, oh, they just picked up on it from tape. Man, dude, realistically, that they they were talking to somebody, one, uh, somebody. Somebody in the building. That's what I'm saying. You know, they've got Pete Gold, and he's still great friends. Got great relationships with a lot of people here. There's there was some communication going on. That's all that was. Well, they knew. I mean, they know all this stuff, so it's not no big shock. Anyway, but Kevin Steele's moving on, going to hit retirement. You'd love to get your thoughts on that. How will that affect this Bama defense? If you go back and listen to that podcast after the Rose Bowl, I'm very adamant about. You heard that little piece. They need change, Uh, and then Nick Saban. Because here's what can happen. When sometimes you can become um, a victim of your own failure. Sometimes you can become a victim of your own failure, meaning that when you've been so successful and you've done things a certain way and it's been right for so long, you feel like you don't have to change. And based on what we see, the last two years, the evidence says, right, if I'm presenting to the jury, the evidence would say jury, that there have been way too many mental mistakes with a Nick Saban's defense. You just said that's his defense. Meaning he is the one held responsible then. Right. But the last two years in their last four defeats, they lost four games in the last two years. Two years ago on the last play of the game. They're in that position. Why? Because of mental errors. Because people blown coverages. Two point conversion. LSU on the road. Tight end. Nope, they don't do their job. Again, a flat defender. Just last week at the Rose Bowl, 
Fourth and two. Caleb Downs does his job. Take care of the black defender. They win the game and probably win the national championship. Right. So my point is something is wrong because the last two years in these critical games that they lost has been mental errors. Why? That tells me as one that has played a lot of defense, a, a, some of the best coordinators, best minds in all of football in the history. That when you think too much and when defense is too difficult where guys can't play fast, hard, and at the same time do their assignments, then the defense is too hard. You All you got to do is flip the script and look at Michigan and their defense. You don't see them thinking. You don't see them discombobulated. But they also probably had some signals. They probably had a little bit of a... But this is my point. <laughs> it's simplified that allows them to play fast and have a lot of But fun. how do you know it's simplified? Because I watch how they play. But see, but you can't just tell because by Because it's predetermined movements with, with pressures and things. They don't think. If you got a blitz, you don't know boom. boom. You got this guy one-on-one, boom. You lock down. You man-to-man. You're just assuming that, though. a lot of man-to-man. You, you can't, you can't, you're just assuming that, though. I'm not assuming anything. How, how do you know? It's just that simple. You can't just you can't just look at somebody and say, "Oh, you know what? If something's predetermined, you know they 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 could have a whole bunch of integrity in, in their defense that that you might not be able to see on tape." Hey, come on now, you you can't man. Look, I, I will say this, and I want to talk about this next block. I you know as much as I hate to say this, I actually enjoy watching that that game last night. Michigan really plays like a, a, a pro team, man. Especially offensively, it makes sense. They run that pro-style offense. But just watching that offense, man, especially that first half, I mean, the shifts, the motions, and setting things up, the, the blocking up front, getting movement, just, and, and, and won't even just, I mean, they just, the way they, man, they were opening up holes. It, it what does Jim Harbaugh say? We got to get to a break. But what does he say, Christian? I don't, I don't know. Like I don't, I don't loose. Cool. He said this, if you hear any of his comments, Google it. I want my guys to be loose and have fun. No, they definitely were doing that. I mean, I'm doing right? that. That tells me he has simplified. You want to call it dumb it down and call it dumb it down. Meaning he wants his guys to enjoy and be excited and having fun in what they're doing. That's why I said with Alabama, they got more talent or just equal as much. But their guys don't play like that. It's like their guys have got to be big, fast, and a rocket scientist at the same time. Well, I'll just, I'll say this too. Michigan just was playing some very sound football, man. I mean, those guys are playing, they were yeah. extremely well coached, great technique. I mean, like, I know they, they got away with some holes, but, but in terms of like, you know, up front, just the way, the way they scheme was a Sharon or whatever the coordinator's name, man. I mean, that's definitely, yeah, Sharon Moore. I mean, you could definitely, that's, that's definitely a, a pro style team, man. And they, I'll be honest, man, I, I was impressed. And it, I, I'll go as far as to say, I mean, there is even, I know they cheated and all that crap. I mean, that, that, that's unfortunate that they, yeah, no, a hundred percent. And that's unfortunate. I don't understand why they would go to great lengths to do that. Cause if you watch them, man, they've got it. Well, maybe, but all I'm saying is they don't even have to. They're, they're a talented football they team. They're well coached. They didn't even have to do that crap. So that's, but that's when you, stupid. when you, when you, and Carrie, if you listen, you know, like I'm saying this, everybody does everything they can. And stay in the gray area. They want to. They want to do as much as they can. And he passed the break. <laughs> Jim Harbaugh, he passed the break. All right, we got to get a break. When we come back. I see people on the phone. We got people on our app messages. We got all of that. Uh, again, I 
the definitely Lamont Paris head coach of South Carolina carries working, uh, trying to make if he can get to us for a couple of minutes. He'll do that. If not, we understand he's got a big matchup on tonight uh, as well. Here's a timeout. We'll come back. We'll hit some calls. We'll talk more about this. I'll tell you why I don't like these daggum cheaters and all you tight suit wearing ESPN dudes. You get on my freaking nerves. We'll talk about it after the break. Back in a moment. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A cold and windy afternoon, mostly cloudy. Temperatures settling into the mid to upper 40s. Tonight, clearing with a low at 32. A brighter day tomorrow, a good supply of sunshine, the high 48. Thursday, partially sunny and warmer, the high at 59. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 52 degrees in Tuscaloosa. WTBC, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports, your host, Pastor Payne, and co-host, Christian Miller, two-time champion, and the best reader in all of Tuscaloosa, Justin Jones. Justin, we got a couple of admins. Go ahead. We got one from our, our favorite here, KJ, who likes to, to give us some information all the time here. He says he has to promote T-Rob. He, I'm sure, means Nick Saban. He's too valuable to lose. Saban just needs to lock in and simplify the defense with T-Rob like he locked in and tweaked the offense with Kiffin. Also, NFL openings are happening. These college coaches want to get out of this mess. Mm. I don't blame them. That's exactly what it is, a mess. KJ, I'm... I'm I'm a little apprehensive about T-Row. I agree. Don't want to lose a great recruiter, great secondary coach. I just saw Nick Saban in his head the, all the time on the sideline, getting on him. Yeah, I mean, that would be anybody, though. I, mean, I'm just saying, listen, man, I've had experience with T-Row at South Carolina, okay, for years as a defense coordinator. Go check his receipts, all right? And he's a good friend of mine. But am I... To the point of saying, don't look somewhere else. Find somebody else's maybe better resume. I think the Alabama at this point in time, now that we're done with the 14 playoffs and going to the 12 team, and listen, you got to. If, if you simplify, as KJ said, and turn dudes loose, let these Kamikazes go get it, I might be with that. Because T-Rob has a great relationship, a great bond with these players. He does. And so... I could be with that again, but the the elephant in the room is Nick Saban. The elephant in the room is, is he willing to change something and let somebody do kind of what they want to do? Let these dogs go ball. Let these dogs go hunt. That's the million-dollar question. So I hear what you're saying, and I don't know right now. I haven't looked around and started looking at all these coordinators and names. I, I, I wait. Just kind of sit back and watch before I start putting stuff out there like that. But but I have receipts for T-Rob at South Carolina. I believe it's at Auburn. I believe it's at other places with Will Muschamp, Florida. So he's got a, a great football acumen. There's no doubt about that. But if Nick Saban, if it's the same old stuff and he's still the guy and we still busting coverages and blowing gaskets on defense, 
I ain't with that. Well, I, I think there got to be some foundational changes with the way Alabama plays defense. Well, a couple of things. They don't have the same studs up front. Michigan had dudes up front. Michigan got first-round picks up front. Alabama don't have those guys. They don't have the inside linebackers. They don't have the same dudes where you can be very basic and play defense that way, the way he did in the past. He don't have Jonathan Allen. He don't have them dudes up front no more. Wait, wait, well, you're contradicting yourself. You just said he doesn't have the guys to, to simplify. I'm just saying you don't have to. You can play basic defense. If you got dudes up front that can say, hey, I'm going to defeat the guy in front of me. No, I'm, no, I'm going to play but, but, run defense but, and gap be gap sound. Then I can play a lot of different things on behind us a little bit more different. I, they don't have it. Let's just be honest. Alabama don't have dudes. I mean, Terran Arnold, Kool-Aid McKinstry, two quarterbacks, will be the highest drafted guys on the defense. Dallas Turner. Dallas Turner up front and, 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 and Chris Braswell, you know, they'll be drafted, but they're not the same kind of dudes like when you played that they'll get two defensive tackle, these slash ends in the first round. Well, they don't have those dudes. They don't have Ruben Foster's up in the middle. They don't have a Rashawn Evans. They don't have guys like that. They got good players. And I think they missed the mark, especially on the defensive line. And that's what people are, you know, just, you know, salivating about Michigan. It's their offensive line and their defensive line. Where the struggles we talk about with Alabama, offensive line and defensive line. They they have missed the mark in recruiting, especially in those two positions. Yeah, you, you took the words out of my mouth. That's what I was trying to get to. I was about to say, watching last night's game, that was one thing that really stood out is just how uh, disruptive and how, you know, technical those defensive tackles for Michigan were. In this football game, you know, in terms of, you know, them, their ability to stop the run, their ability to penetrate, and their ability to, to be productive in the pass rush, right? I mean, they didn't, they weren't just bowling down the middle of guys. They were using their hands. They, they, they looked, they looked to be quality defensive tackles that definitely have futures in the National Football League, right? And, you know, I, I hate to say this because, you know, I, I think we do have great players, but I think sometimes, you know, we kind of are our worst enemy just because, I was like this for most of my time here is that you become, you know, a product of the system where you don't cut loose. You know, you're, you're so focused on, you know, playing your role, doing your job within this system here at Alabama that sometimes you do get away from kind of playing loose, playing fast, playing free because, you know, you're, you're almost anxious about making a mistake. You don't want a, a mental layer. You, you know, cause there, there is a lot of layers to this defense. There, there is a lot of complexities here, right? Um, so that was one thing I, I will say. I, I will agree with you there that I think we could benefit by simplifying some things. However, you kind of answered your own question. It's hard to do that sometimes when you lack some of that talent that you once had, right? When you had guys like Jonathan Allen, when you had guys, uh, I mean, think about um, Deron Payne, Dalvin Tomlinson, Jaron Reed, right? These guys, are, I mean, looked pro-ready from the day they got here on campus. I mean, you could basically rush four and not have any concern about getting to the quarterback or affecting the quarterback. You had no concern about, you know, plugging those gaps. You had no concern about forcing the ball outside to, to free hitters like Ruben Foster, Sean Deion Hamilton, Rashawn Evans, right? So it was a lot different. Uh, with that being said, yeah, I still think they could, you know, alter some things. Do I think they need a whole shift like some people make it seem? Absolutely not. I mean, look, we won, what, six, seven, however many national championships here playing this style of defense. It works. 
You just have to have the right type of guys, right? You have to have the right talent. You got to have the right, you know, players in place in your system and it will be successful. I just don't think we've unfortunately had that. And maybe we do have it. We just don't necessarily develop guys as well as we need to at this point. Like I said, those other guys that I was naming, they, they got on campus and they didn't need as much development, right? I feel like the guys that we're getting now, they, they need some more development. I don't know if it's a, a lack of maturity or what, but it's just different in my opinion. Um, but that being said, no, I, I agree. I mean, you look at Michigan and, and that's what stands out. I mean, their trench play. Like I said, I mean, when you watch them, they, they, they physically impose their will on you. They're very, they're very technical. They, they, they play with great fundamentals. I saw a lot of guys actively communicating. Right in the back end, guys were you know making a point to be on the same page. I was watching their signals. They did a really nice job fundamentally tackling tackling in space, which was huge in this football game. So that's why I said, I mean, as much as I hate to say it, just segueing back to Michigan real quick, they're a very very talented team. They're very well coached. They play with great fundamentals and technique. And, and like I said, they're they're in in a in an age where all you see is you know high power, explosive, you know no huddle, all this stuff. I mean, they're extremely balanced. They're running the football. You know, they, they, they switch it up. They'll set up the play action off of that. And they, they're they just a solid football team. It's unfortunate that they had to use those antics of, of cheating and all that crap um, because it really does just leave a big stain <clears throat> on this on this team this season. Um, we'll see what they end up deciding on the championship, if there's any, you know, Asterisk, or hopefully take it, or hopefully take it, because I mean, but but what does that really do though? When they when they do that though, I mean, like all it does is just take their right. It took Reggie Bush's Heisman. No, I I agree, but I'm saying it's not like they're going to say, okay, Washington's now the champion. Like I mean, no, they won't be the champion. It won't be any champion in the last year of the 14 playoffs. Let me just real quick because we got Justin, so we got more messages and we got Tommy and others on the phone. My whole point is this: if you want to watch my ex video, I say it all, and I let let most of that speak for itself. I can't get behind him because they cheated. They cheated. It's obvious that he cheated. Six games suspension. Six games. He almost there half the games of the season. Yes, they still won. Yes, they had great talent. Yes, they beat their rival Ohio State. Yes, they beat the the the, the goat, the the standard in Alabama in the Rose Bowl. Shouldn't have, but they did. Okay. But the bottom line is, how can people on ESPN and all these other national networks? Just cover this thing up. If it was, a, if this had been Alabama, Tim Brando and all, all of these dudes would have been just sharpening their teeth to bite the heads off of these people. Right? But it's Jim Marble, a known cheater. Not just what happened this past year, before starting the pop-up camps to, you know, going shirtless and doing all this stupid weird stuff. To now, the NCAA has an investigation that's pending. Which is why people think he leaves because he still got to deal with that. That's sitting there waiting for him. Right. So if it's anybody else, these types suit wearing jokers that get on ESPN and talk, they're not celebrating it. They're not celebrating this is Nick Saban, I promise you. Oh, he's been cheating all the time. This is why look at all the players. They've been, they still have not. It was the NIL before NIL. I mean, so now you're, you're the, you're all Jim Harbaugh, uh, spokespeople. It don't matter. It was a bad team. It doesn't matter. You cheated. Connor Stallion, all that. This just didn't happen. You were cheating. You were caught and you, that's why you, you fell on the sword. 
that's all they're going to give you, and you go out there and win. I'm not saying this had nothing to do with what you did last night. It has nothing to do with what you had that you beat Alabama. Because Alabama should have beat you, let's be honest. But you cheated. You did things wrongly. And to me, I, I ain't going to sit here and support that. I got a lot of friends that are Michigan fans right here in Columbia, South Carolina. But, dude, if it's anybody else, there's a whole different narrative. 205-342-9904. Let me hear what you think about that. Uh, give me a couple more uh, app messages, Justin. This one's really quick uh, from Rusty Dents in Tallahassee. Tallahassee. Uh, no, it might. Tallahassee, I think that's a place <laughs> in Alabama. Am I wrong? Oh, really? Well, Rusty, Rusty Dents is always uh, tuning into the podcast. Uh, okay. Yeah, okay. You know this. Well, he, he, he just had some input, said, we're going to have to change the show name from the Miller's Edge to Sanford and Son. Y'all disagree as much as Fred and Lamont. Well... I mean, that's you big that's part of it. <laughs> that's no, I want to disagree. No, something you can't disagree because it's right. But but the thing is, oh, wait, he, has a, he has his own point. But I'm old school. You got old school. What's the sprinkles of new school versus new school? No, what it is is he's a little stubborn. He don't he don't. He's stuck in his ways, and I just try to offer a different perspective. Plus, people told us they like it better when we kind of go back and forth anyway. So, I mean, I'm not afraid to kind of... You ain't doing it on purpose. I mean, I'm not... No, 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 I'm not. No, no, I'm not doing it on purpose. But what I'm saying is I don't shy away from disagreeing because people actually, they're like, oh, man, I love... Good. I don't want you to agree with everything. Trust me. I I trust me. Listen, we think differently. You know, you play ball. We both play ball. We think I'm an old school guy. I'm a bust him in the mouth guy. I'm a bust him call these fans. Now, now he's going on his know, ego. Chris is a new school guy. He, they don't want to practice. They don't want to tackle. He, I he never said up. that. He plays football in an era where they changed all the rules. I didn't. So therefore, my mindset. See, uh, you're, you're twisting it now. First of all, don't make it seem like I just don't want to do anything. What I'm saying is, I, I don't. You, no, you said you don't want to tackle. You don't want to know. What I'm saying is. I understand why they have certain things in place because we're now seeing after, you know, years of, I hate even like, oh, years of research, like I'm a scientist, but years of studies that they're seeing the effects of, of, of how, what football can do to your body. You're, you're not just physically, but mentally, right? And so that's all I'm saying. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm an advocate for player safety and player longevity because I do believe that's more important. You can only play football till I mean, what, if you're lucky, late 30s, and that's, I mean, that's maybe 1% of 1% of 1%. Realistically, mm-hmm. if you're lucky, you might get a few years in the NFL, and you still have 60. If, say, you retire when you're you're 28, you still got, shoot, 70 years, 60, well, okay, 60, you'd be 88, right? Um, 60 years left, right? 65 years or so if you're blessed to live. That's a lot of living, and it'd be unfortunate to be doing that in as a vegetable because you know you, you were trying to be too tough. And then practice but this is the way you play the game. So as a mentality, if you look at certain mentalities, you know. I'm not, I'm, I'm not, not talking about, see, wait, 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 I'm not talking about in game, I'm not talking about in game. for free, that kind of mindset. Dude, wait, 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 see, you, you keep twisting my words. I did not say anything about in game. I'm, I think all these targets, a lot of that is silly. What I'm saying is the extra practicing and, and, and the hitting drills. Remember those stupid drills y'all used to make kids do? Five-year-olds used to make five-year-olds 10 yards apart, make them Who run into Oklahoma. What do you mean? Almost every, every peewee <laughs> coach in America used to make, Five-year-olds do Oklahoma drills from 10 yards apart. Oh, don't juke. 
I mean, that's the worst thing you can do to a kid who's still developing. That's stupid. That's what I'm saying. So you can call me new school, soft, whatever. No, I'm just smart. And if you don't believe in that, you're an idiot. Me? Anybody that doesn't believe in it, you're an idiot if you believe in children banging their heads together at five years old before they're developed. No, we believe in children learning how to play bending football with their head up. Don't duck your head like a lot of these new age people do, get neck injuries, and get your head across and drive through your target. That's what we teach. Ain't just banging. It's the proper way you tackle. Again. And then, unfortunately, you're shipping that's what why I said. you see guys missing. How many, how many Kool-Aid McKenzie tackles you see them guys missing? I mean, that's what I'm saying. I just, like, this about, and, and Michigan, to their credit, foundational football wins. Yeah. Right? He, they old school, counter trades, counter O's, O-S. That's all they did off this week. All they did was window dress with the tight ends. 12 personnel, one back, two tight ends, shift right and left. And, and so the backside, you go overrun the play. You overrun the play, the back's one of them great business, cut back behind it, and boom, he, he's on, everyone's untouched. 240 plus runs. That's just straight fundamental. That's not about Michigan dominating Washington. It's because kids don't understand the fundamentals of assignment. Assignment, my coach said this assignment uh, and alignment. You got to align first and do your assignment. If you're not in the right gap, you're not in the right place, you can't play the game of football. We got to have a break. Tommy, we're coming to you right after the break. Uh, and uh, of course, we got more messages. You're going to get their time 100.9 free apps. We'll come back. This is good stuff because if you talk about physical or sorry, anything about that, it's about, first of all, nerve when you line it up. Then carry out your assignment. You want to play football. In Alabama, the standard has made more mistakes than anybody with the greatest coach. Why? We'll talk more about this on the other side. This is the middle of that. We're time. 100.9, a.m. WTBC. We're the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Back in a moment. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. And welcome back to Miller's Edge on a Tuesday. Hope you're doing well on today. 803205 Mm. Not at all. Two zero five three four two nine nine zero four. Uh, real quick basketball game tonight at the Coleman Coliseum. My Gamecocks thirteen and one on the year comes into Tuscaloosa. Lamont Paris, the head coach, is looking to take down the tie. What a great matchup tonight! Uh, again, Kerry will text me if he's able to get in here before the show ends. If not, uh, we'll catch him at some point, maybe afterwards on tomorrow. But we'll make sure we get him on the program. Uh, really looking forward to what they're going to do on the road. Big matchup. Uh, ESPN giving uh, Alabama about an 89% chance to win this ball game. 
And, uh, I don't believe in that at all. I think this team is, is challenged. They're battle tested. And I think they'll be ready for the challenge tonight. I do like what Alabama does. Uh, scoring is not an option. They average about 90 something points per game. Nate Oates in this game. Uh, but defensively, they're giving up high seventies. So, uh, will they be able to play the defense needed, uh, to win this ball game? And I can tell you this right up hand, uh, right off hand that the Lamont Paris, their team, they like to play. He teaches coaches defense. You'll love the way, uh, he, he plays offense. If you're a player, you want to go out there and play offense. You're all about that. But at the same time, you better love to play defense because they're coming to play defense. So we can talk more about that. But let's get to Tommy in Romulus, Alabama. Hope you're well. Hope no tornadoes hit down there. Tommy, welcome into the program. All, all is well, but I don't know about this disunity I'm hearing on the radio between father and son. I don't think it's good radio. I don't know what's wrong. You're supposed to have goodwill to man. I guess the holiday season is over. The new year resolution didn't last long. <laughs> so, um, watching the game last night, I, I was accused yesterday that I was too calm about losing. I'm like, no, I've stepped the fact that we got beat by Mason. It's time to move on. But watching the game, I'm like, there's something not going on right. And sometimes I think it's just basic fundamentals. Somebody blowing a coverage. Mission did not run nothing we haven't seen before. I mean, I don't want to use it with plain and vanilla, but they ran Mission football like they've always have. They might throw a little change to do in it, but I'm like, that's what makes me scratch my head. And like my brother sitting beside me watching, he said, last week was a national championship game. I went pretty much, pretty much. And I just wonder, we putting too much pressure on the guys now. Because, you know, everybody talking about our standard is so high. Oh, well, we got in the playoff. Oh, it's a done deal. Our mama's going to win. Mm. I don't know. It just seemed like something is not clicking. And I can't put my finger on it. Well, like I was saying, Tommy, I, I do believe, you know, just as a player that, that played here five years, I mean, number one, there is a lot of pressure. Not just, I mean, for from several perspectives, you know, from uh, you know on yourself, there's pressure. You know, it feels like there's a lot of pressure from the coaches, you know, the fans, and and, and this is because the standard is high. And uh, sometimes, like I said, it, it 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 is difficult not to fall into that trap of just kind of. I, we almost used to say like sometimes you can become a robot because we're so sophisticated on with our you know the way we play football here and sometimes um you know it's just so calculated so which again it, it works but uh like we like some of my teammates we joke around sometimes but dang man we got some of these other schools like I me mean, as an edge rusher we just be we just line up in a wide nine technique Tommy, and we'd be just teeing off you know, on the quarterback, come screaming off the edge, running upfield, not really having to worry about, you know, uh, can I make an inside move? You know, if this tackle oversets me. I mean, there's no question about it. I can take the inside, right? But here yeah. we're, we're trained to be so disciplined, right? In our foundation work, you know, in our fundamentals, everything is, you know, so strict sometimes, at least it feels like that, that it does sometimes can feel limiting. And again, I'm not trying to knock Alabama at, at all. Because again, there's there's <laughs> there's a reason we have success here. There just is a little bit, you know, of a difference compared to some. But just like in the NFL, you know, like there's some teams that like to to play very. They have a penetrating front where they like to just scream up field, right? Versus you know the way we play the run at Alabama. 
I mean, we would we would two gap stuff, you know, hands and hips, strike, lock out, and, and play it that way. In the NFL, there's some teams that play completely different. So the, every team, every coach is going to be completely different. But I do think that we could benefit from adopting some of those principles, or just kind of just letting loose a little bit more and really just letting guys, you know, go be football players. Yeah, I remember one time Coach Saban when we lost to LSU here in Tuscaloosa in 2011. He told AJ McCarron before the Sugar Bowl, "Be loose, have fun, and play football." And I think we're not doing that a lot of time now. It just seems like we still, and I'm scared to make a mistake. Yeah, yeah, okay. it can happen sometimes. You kind of you start overthinking. Like I said, I mean, it, me personally, it happened to me all the time. I was more so worried about. You know, it got to a point where I was like. Man, I do not want to rush past the quarterback. I do not want to get rushed past the quarterback because I don't want to get taken out. I don't want to, you know, you know, have the quarterback step up because Coach Saban hates that. He calls it playing with ten. You're useless if you rush past the quarterback. So that was so ingrained in me. It got to the point where if I was even like a hair past the quarterback or it felt like it, I would put the brakes on and start trying to come back. And we we'd be watching on tape, and I remember we'd be like, "Why'd you stop?" You know, like, I'm just like. I thought I was getting past the quarterback. They're like, no, man, just just bend, just bend. Like, so there there is some instances or sometimes that can happen. Now I wouldn't be shocked at that. You know, it still is the case. Like I said, it's it's part of it, but you know, you just got to find the the proper balance of you know knowing and understanding your job and, and your role in this team, and also being able to execute that while playing loose and and, and still you know playing free, having fun, and, and trying your best to to maintain that same level of passion that you had like as a kid right you know i know as you get older and you're playing in college you know it becomes more and more like a job you know but you got to always remember i mean it's still that same game that you played when you were you know six seven eight years old your friends at peewee you know back in the day for me it was polo road right so you just got to do your best to kind of think back to those days and then try to emulate that even though there's a lot of a lot of other uh things and factors involved once you get older yeah i just i mean like I said yesterday on Ron, I said a lot of people are screaming noise. That's all it is, noise. It's going to pass. We're fine. I wouldn't trade who we are. I mean, I know people are disappointed. Like, well, we haven't won a national champion in three years. Coach Bryant has the same problem. He came up short two, three years. So, I mean, be patient. People still want to come and play for Alabama. And Nick Saban is like coach. And like I tell him all the time, I got been fortunate enough to see two of the greatest college coaches coach in my hometown of Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Oh, yeah. I mean, people can say that. Not many. Listen, Alabama's in great shape, man. I mean, listen, they, they still want the tops in the country. I mean, to do what they did this year was pretty fantastic, a great coaching job. I mean, I don't want to take away from what we're saying. We're just trying to give you the realistic, you know, bird's oh, eye view of the football team. So, but you can't oh, demise, you know, what they did. As a team, the way they started to be able to even get a chance. But unfortunately, you kind of go like, you go look at that film, you go, man, gum, you know, we could have done much better. Like, Tommy, we appreciate you, man. As always, stay safe out there, okay? All right, buddy. We'll talk to y'all tomorrow. Take care. All right, that's Tommy from Romulus. Right there, we got a ton of app messages. Uh, Justin, you got another one that came in. Go right ahead. Uh, one from Johnny G. He goes, is playing to a standard because you're getting paid, not a higher standard? Seems kids better get used to high expectations. Mm. Uh, no, I, I wouldn't necessarily say it's a higher standard. I mean, because my standard that I had for myself, you know, personally was always higher than any other standard. Um, so, you know, I don't think anything financially would change that. 
Uh, I mean, I, I get what you're saying, though, when you when you do have money involved and that that does add that increases pressure, right? Because if said school is paying you, you know, X amount of money to play here, then yeah, you're right. There there is even more of a standard being set. So that is a very fair point, Johnny. But I mean, here at Alabama, I mean, the standard is going to be the standard regardless. I mean, like like uh, Tommy was just saying, I mean, fans are you know kind of reacting a certain way. With the fact that we've gone three years without a national championship, I mean, just hearing him say that sounds crazy to me. Like, there's no, you'll, you will not find another program anywhere that has a standard even close to that, right? I mean, like, I mean, that's crazy. Like, oh, we haven't won a national championship in three years. Like, that's no, I mean, that's nuts, man. But, bro, normally every two years, when you, you there was every two years, Bama's gonna be. I mean, think about that. He's nine and five in the, the the past era of the playoffs, right? The nine and five is fourteen games. I mean, nine wins and five losses in the playoffs. Uh, I mean, two of those, what well, three of those was Natty's. Uh, I mean, so <laughs> listen, man, lost to Georgia. Bryce Young did the Natty. Mm-hmm. Lost to Clemson uh, twice, I believe, in the Natty. Yeah. Um, so I mean, like they had played. Not, we talk about the wins, but Nick Saban's played for a lot of national championships, so that tells you how good this program was and right. is. Real quick, uh, TC, Goat Matias says, uh, Christian and Corey, LOL, PFF numbers for missed tackles for Alabama this season. I know football players don't use PFF, LOL, but don't make me pull up on y'all about Kool-Aid. I will pull <laughs> up. She laughed. Just here, we, we all well counted. How <laughs> she gave me some stats there, but still. Well, well, she. I'll say. I'll explain it real quick. I think it has Kool Aid only missing three tackles. If I'm reading, does he don't tackle? Like I said, the, the, you, you, you're the one that's always getting on. I, I I didn't say nothing. but I mean, according to PFF, which. I, look, I, I don't know how I feel about PFF because I, 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 I don't understand how. how they right about that. Well, I'm just saying because I don't understand how you 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 know analyze these metrics, you know, accurately without knowing certain play calls. I used to hate that because I remember when I was playing, they'd like grade guys. And I'm like, how do you know I was supposed to set the edge here? I could have had a Jimmy call, which means I you know initially set the edge and then I cross shed into the B gap and the, and the inside linebacker takes the C gap. How do you know? You don't know if we have a Jimmy or a Pony call called in cover seven. You don't. You have no clue about that. But then you're you're giving me a negative here, and I got a positive, and I did my job. Don't tell them people they don't know that. Come on, they played in middle school. <laughs> Come on, man. I didn't say all that. <laughs> That's what oh. guy told me one time. Man, don't tell me I don't know because I played in middle school. I don't start middle linebacker. No, I think the worst thing is is anytime you run into somebody, and I feel bad to say this, but it's true though. And they find out you play football, they're like, "Oh man, you know I was supposed to go, but I tore my knee in ninth grade." I mean, it's the same story every time, man. Tore a knee in like ninth grade, and, and then they had to retire. I mean, I'm just like, it's not. It's okay, it's okay if you didn't play this play. It's not a big deal. Like, hey, go float out the call up the uh, Coleman Call Center tonight. It's gonna be a great game. I'll be watching from home. Christian, now you go go see Kerry Rich, the captain. I told y'all to be there. CJ's going to be DJing back again. So, mother, son, go check the boys out. Say, hey, the captain, go say, hey, to the Gamecock faithful there. And I'll be here cheering on from afar. I've got to get up out of here for Christian Miller from Justin Jones reading all the great app messages for all of you that listen every single day that call in, send messages in. Thank you so much. Again, the cheating Wolverines on the college football national championship, the one that's Spygate. <laughs> the Spygate Wolverines on the national championships, a champion, I should say, uh, for college football is over. It's done with. We'll continue to move on. Alabama still got a lot of decisions to make. 
uh, hires to make receiver, and it's cool they will get more of that. So my thoughts on that. Go see the game tonight. Go Gamecocks. I normally say roll tide. I'll say it after this game. But tonight, let's go Gamecocks. Fight. Win. Go. We out. Peace. You've been listening to the Miller's Edge. Tackling sports daily. Now. Now.